When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. It's Friday morning. That means two things. One, we have made it through another week of lockdown, folks. Just 10 days to go until the uh, next set of uh, of, uh, uneasing. So well done, everybody. Also, it's Friday, so we know what that also means. It means that we're joined by the comedian Dave Chawner. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Uh, He's back. He's back. That that was. We had been a little bit worried, Dave, in recent weeks that there had been a certain spark and joy de vivre that had disappeared from your good mornings, and it wasn't quite up there. But that was back with a vengeance. Thanks very much. I've been practicing non-stop well, all week. I mean, to be fair, it's a lockdown and you're a comedian. Not much else to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, nothing, you know, really. there's going for a walk. That's about it, isn't there? Really. <laughs> that's what worries me about friday yet another weekend and everyone's just looking at the weather forecast oh my god i've never looked at weather forecasts more uh than, than yes oh 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 we're gonna go up walk on the heath again oh good do you know what my mother's day treat was last sunday not god. being dragged on a yomp uh by my my six foot three husband who walks like i mean genuinely it's like an olympic sprinter not being dragged around for two hours in the freezing cold i went i want to lie on the sofa and i want to eat chocolate and that's what i did did he cook for you though? That's the big question. No, the treat was I got to have a takeaway. Oh, I'm sorry, my husband cooking for me. No events, not a treat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's let's move on to this weekend. Uh, what's happening um, today? Later today, Boris Johnson is going to have his jab, AstraZeneca, of course. Um, I'm also having my jab just after eleven o'clock this morning, and it is AstraZeneca. I did actually call the surgery to check because I, I wanted that one anyway. Um, not just because um, you know, two fingers up to Monsieur Macron, uh, but but also because um, in terms of the technology that is used, uh, in terms of how different and new the technology is, that. It's far closer to a, a, a bog standard old scale uh, uh, vaccine than Pfizer. So it was a, my pre- my marginal preference was for that one. But the European Medicines Agency yesterday approved AstraZeneca. You know, everyone calmed down. It's going to resume supplies today in a number of countries and early next week in others across Europe. Uh, and, and we move forward. Um, that, of course, allays a lot of fears for a lot of people who would have been concerned. But, of course, the issue here in the UK 
is the rollout and we're not seeing under 50s getting uh, vaccine jabs booked for them uh, for the whole of the month of April. I know so I'm 52, I get mine today. My husband's 48, so he's going to have to wait until May to get his. But we are told that no, it's fine. We are not going to fall behind schedule. Um, we're going to roll out all the second doses, uh, which were given out, obviously, the first doses in January. And uh, crucially, uh, every single adult will be able, if they want to, to get a vaccine uh, by uh, the end of July. So we're on schedule. So does that lay any fears you have that anything could have, uh, any any bumps in the road, any lumps might have actually cut down on our, our lockdown easing and we could actually go backwards rather than forwards? Well, you know what? Being a lefty, I'm always going to be critical of the government. But one thing that I think you can't be critical of is how brilliantly they have done on this vaccine rollout. You know what? I've actually got pretty high hopes of them continuing anyway. And if there is going to be a shortage, I think the, the real problem isn't India, it isn't EU. I blame Meghan Markle. Um, yeah, <laughs> there is that. There is that. Um, I mean, it, 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 we know that the, the issue now is, I mean, even the, um, Matt Hancock was like, oh, there's no issue with supply whatsoever. It wasn't the European Union getting supply to us in terms of uh, exports. It is India, though. They were supposed to supply us with 10 million uh, doses. They're only going to give us five. Uh, we had expected that big ramping up to enable, you know, roll out to people who are younger than 50 anyway. But um, they, they are they are cutting that supply so they can uh, vaccinate their own people. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, these are contracts that are supposed to be fulfilled. The reason why Europe isn't getting their rollout as quickly is, is because they signed, frankly, late and rubbish contracts that, that didn't give them a certainty of supply, uh, unlike us. Um, but do you think we should be taking an issue with India? I mean, they, they have actually been a huge number of deaths, but it's a vast country. Um, but they, they, they largely returned to normal. We've seen that footage from uh, uh, the, the uh, test matches. Do, do, do you think that we should demand those vaccines? Should we go to war on that? Well, the problem with this is I heard it being described as like it's a biological process. So it's not like, you know, creating like shoes or whatever, because you have to like sort of create. And I, I mean, I was going to try and explain what you need to do. I have no idea whatsoever. I think it comes as a large shock to a lot of people that this is being outsourced. And I don't understand why we can't do it. Couldn't, couldn't Jamie Oliver whip up a batch like he's always saying how he can make some out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Although if Jamie Oliver did it, it would be really, really fattening. But you know it did not contain <laughs> turkey twisters. So, yeah, trade-off there. Um, I mean, interestingly, um, of course, uh, a lot of the front page is obviously all, all about the, the Oxford jab, uh, the AstraZeneca jab. I, I, I'm always fascinated with they call it AstraZeneca or Oxford. And, and, and you can usually tell it's whether they, the editor of that particular newspaper went to Oxford or not. Uh, it's usually the giveaway, I find. Um, but let's also talk about Nicola Sturgeon. Um uh, an astonishing, uh, perhaps not that astonishing, actually, if you've been following this report you know, from a Hollywood uh, committee. Now, it's a cross-party committee and they've there are three different reports going on. But this is the committee examining how the Scottish government dealt with harassment complaints against the former First Minister, Alex Salmond, back in 2018. Um, and a leak of that report has found that Nicola Sturgeon, the current First Minister, had given an inaccurate account, those are the words, an inaccurate account on oath of a crucial meeting with Alex Salmond back in April 2018. Um, now, the crucial thing about this is that she, they, they've said that actually you know, she did mislead uh, the Scottish Parliament. Now, they did not state that she had knowingly misled. Now, knowingly misleading Parliament is an automatic sort of threshold for resignation. Uh, but without the knowingly, we, we don't know. But eight hours of evidence earlier this month, she repeatedly insisted that, contrary to what Alex Salmond and his lawyer, who was with him at this meeting with Nicola Sturgeon, had said, 
she said she didn't offer to intervene in the probe uh, face that was being faced by um, uh, Alex Salmond. These allegations of harassment from various women. Of course, remember, things did eventually end up going to court. He was exonerated on all charges. Um, but this is divided along political lines because there are nine MSPs on the committee. And what a surprise. The four Tories, the Labour and the Lib Dem members, um, they they uh, have, um, uh, well, actually, no, there's more than nine, actually. They have actually decided that they think that Alex Salmond and his QC are telling the truth on this and that Nicola Sturgeon did offer to help him out, uh, which would have been interfering in, in, in the, this event. Um, the four SNP MSPs, they think that she didn't mislead Parliament and they believe her version of events. Um, it was always going to happen thus, wasn't it? But do you think that she is now fighting for her political career? Well, I think, like you say, there's so little that shocks me about this entire story. I mean, firstly, essentially, the bottom line is the shocking news that a politician misled someone. I've never heard of such a thing. You know, that's commonplace. And actually, you know, at this rate, it might look like Scotland want independence from her. But I think that actually the timing of this is really bad, not only the Scottish Parliament elections, but in the wake of what happened last week with yeah. the Sarah Everard and everything, this couldn't have happened at a worst time. Yeah, indeed. And I, I mean, this is always going to be very, very party political. That's the nature of politics. And especially as we go into uh, local elections across England and, and police and crime commissioners, uh, lots of regional mayor elections as well, but crucially Welsh Assembly elections and Scottish Parliament elections. This is when the SNP and Nicola Sturgeon, they want to get that mandate in their manifesto, uh, that mandate for there to be a second independence referendum. There's a lot riding on this. Um, the key thing is, I mean, Alex Hammer was such a huge figure in Scottish politics. And when he stood down after the uh, 2014 referendum, when they failed uh, to win independence, Nicola Sturgeon took over. She was his mentor. I mean, these two were thick as thieves. Absolutely very, very thick. And and the 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 turning the turning of well, well I suppose Alex Salmon's claim is that she turned on him to try and destroy him. All of the people who he's alleged uh, to have uh, tried to destroy his career and even as he says uh, to uh, conspire to put him behind bars. He's been pointing the fingers at her chief of staff Liz Lloyd and pointing the finger at the um, SNP chief executive for the last couple of decades, who just happens to be uh, the the husband of Nicola Sturgeon. Um, and she, of course, is now facing him trying to destroy her. Um, um, this is internecine warfare of an extraordinary kind. Um, you know, they, it's almost like a sort of a political divorce in terms of the bitterness. Oh, it is. And what you've just described there is a Netflix screenplay. I mean, <laughs> I've watched worse. Yeah, I've watched a lot worse over lockdown, I can tell you that. <laughs> but the trouble is, I mean, I was trying to explain it when we came to the story, and I'm, here I'm trying to go through some of the details. It's a complicated story. Who had what meeting when and what did they say to someone else about that meeting and did this happen and that happened? A lot more has been sort of added by David Davis, the uh, uh, former Shadow Home Secretary who, and former, former Brexit Secretary, of course, uh, uh, under Theresa May, and he used parliamentary privilege early in the week to actually divulge uh, a lot of the stuff which has tried to be censored effectively by, uh, by, by, by uh, forces uh, in Scotland. Um, and this is an attempt to censor and to punish the Spectator magazine for online publishing Alex Salmond's evidence. Um, and it, it, it's all, it's all, I mean, it's all getting all very, very murky. Um, but, but, but it is, because it's complicated, is that, is, are we in sort of like the first Trump impeachment territory where people are going, Kazakh where? 
You know, what, what are you talking about? I don't know which, I mean, which, was it Kazakhstan? Was it Turkmen? I can't remember which country it was. Do you know what I mean? It sort of, it becomes a sort of, it's not really a smoking gun. We we need things to be really clear for us to get it. Do you think also, it's just going to, you know, divide on party lines. If you love Nicola Sturgeon, you want that, um, in, you know, um, Scottish independence, and you vote SNP, you're going to back her. And if you don't, you're going to be against her. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more because I think one of the things that's really funny about this story is trying to hear and see people make head and tail of it. Yeah. Whereas actually, whenever the story starts, people have made up their mind what they think about it anyway. Yeah. And again, quite apart from the fact that it, it is it is so uh, it is so complicated. Do you think at the end of the day, I mean, this report's not going to be published till Tuesday. There are two more reports coming out. Uh, it's un, You know, one could argue it's, it's unlikely they will come to different conclusions. The question is whether they actually uh, have a conclusion which would effectively mean there is a breach of the ministerial code and that's where you do have to resign um well I mean, again there's nothing i suppose there's nothing that makes you physically forces you to resign you're not automatically out of office to a certain extent an awful lot of our conventions in 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 the uk parliament and in scottish parliament world assembly are are based on people abiding by those conventions without legally constitutionally being required to um but i mean do, do you think this will be the end of her political career or even if she did have to resign could she just stand again she's so popular there isn't another there isn't another smp mp who comes close to her 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 popularity and uh, her i mean her, her face recognition yeah, I couldn't agree more. This is like when a, a terrible band release yet another album. You know it's going to go to number one, no matter what it is. They might as well just put white noise on it. And I think it's exactly the same with Nicola Sturgeon. I actually think she'll go out of this fine. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.